Changing healthcare starts with a dream. Better care, smarter care, and healthier people. Listen weekly as Dr. Gregory Goodman interviews today's most innovative MDs as they transform healthcare and share their journey from white coat to business suit, highlighting lessons learned and golden prescriptions for your success. Join us today and get your doctor-recommended dose of MD innovation. So this is Dr. Greg Goodman on The Modern MD. This is episode number 41. Really excited today. I've got Dr. Andrew Reinhardt, who is the Chief Medical Officer at Glytech Systems, a clinical information technology company dedicated to the mission of improving insulin management and glycemic control. Andy previously served as a diabetologist and the program director of John Memorial Diabetes Care Center and Johnson Memorial Center for Comprehensive Wound Care in Virginia. He was also the chairman of the ADA's Primary Care Advisory Group and the first physician to be board certified in advanced diabetes management by the American Association of Diabetes Educators. Andy, welcome to the show. Such an honor to have you on. Oh, Greg, thanks for having me. I appreciate it. So, Andy, tell me a little bit more about you personally and your entrepreneurial journey. Well, personally, I, I grew up in Pennsylvania. I moved. I went to school in Maryland, and then moved down here to uh, Southern Virginia to do my uh, residency, and ended up staying and, and went into private practice here in 1995. An internist by training, I went straight through the high school, straight to college, medical school, residency, straight into private practice. So no breaks. I was always wanted to be a doc since I was a young. Got interested in diabetes early in my practice and really focused on diabetology for the last decade of my uh, practice life. And I actually practiced for 20 plus years before switching to industry. But my entrepreneurial spirit started very early, literally in my blood. Uh, both my grandparents both had their own businesses. My father and mother were self-employed. They started their own business. Oh gosh, I must have been probably that wasn't 10 yet. When they started their company. Actually, my grandmother, after my, she and her dad, my grandfather closed their bar and restaurant and hotel that they owned. She was a hairdresser, kept her shop until she was 87. And the joke was the only reason she closed was that all her clients died. <laughs> she outlived them. Entrepreneurism is in, literally in my blood. I actually started a couple small companies when I was in high school uh, with some friends. We had a, a DJ group, interestingly enough, and uh, was very successful all through high school. We actually sold it when we all graduated from high school to a group of freshmen so they could take over this disc jockey group traveling around at car, car washing businesses. And then I went straight into private practice, which is obviously uh, entrepreneurial in and of itself. I was uh, in with a couple guys, and that was very interesting. And got involved right away with the hospital, doing a lot of committee work, the medical director of our physician hospital organization, and really started an uh, interdisciplinary case management at the hospital as well. We did my computer set work and those types of things. I think that's where I really started understanding and being interested in the team-based approach to the care. And then even when I became a hospital employed physician, I started the Diabetes Care and Education Center at our hospital and worked with the team and then started the Diabetes Care Center where I was the program director, worked at a team-based approach, and we started, I helped start a wound care center and a hyperbaric oxygen center where I was also the program director. I got into some writing. I wrote a couple books about diabetes and I did a lot of lecturing and had my own company that ran all of that. 
started the inpatient glycemic control committee for our hospital system, which is, I think at the time, the 13 hospital system. The position champion of that, and that's when Glucomander came in. And Glucomander is computer software, Glytech, that's the name of our product. Um, and subsequently, Glytech then asked me to join them as their chief medical officer. So the uh, the journey continues. So once it, it, once again, it's literally in my blood. Started uh, at a young age. My father was definitely my mentor, my whole life, and and still is. What an incredible journey! And you know, it's so cool that it's been in your blood. You've been able to to kind of hold true to to practicing, and you know, seems like really make a you know big footprint in the uh, diabetes world, kind of throughout your career. And then you know, excited to learn more about Glytech and your journey. Who love to you know start the show off with a success quote? Do you have a quote that's important to you, or something that you live by? Well, my quotes always come from my father, W. Scott Reinhardt is my father, and he he. Uh, taught me about business, and he always had two things that he would say about being a successful entrepreneur, and, and his one quote was always, you have to spend money to make money. I think that was an important life lesson entrepreneurially. And then his other quote was always, you have to learn to lose money gracefully. And I felt that was something very important, because uh, those are two, two things you definitely have to do to be successful in I couldn't agree more. You got to kind of put your dollars and actions together and take a bet on yourself or a bet on the company. You know, there's no guarantees, but, you know, hard work and you know, it definitely requires some, uh, I call it, you know, cash fuel to kind of get to the milestones and, and meet things over the way. I know you discussed a little bit, but can you talk about your mindset? It seems like, you know, this white coat to business suit, you recently went full time, you know, into Glidetech. How did you make the full time jump and you know, what were some of your thoughts going from you know practicing and really being involved in the hospital system to joining industry and a company full time? Well, as I discussed earlier, I mean, I've always had this interest, even when I was in private practice, working in the hospital and in this team-based approach, starting different companies within or systems within the hospital, etc. And I think what really drove me that direction was, once again, I, I enjoyed that interaction with other people and, and quote-unquote, building things. And I focused my practice in diabetes, and I think this is what's helped me move into this direction, and obviously move into this chief medical officer position, was just becoming an expert in my field. That was required a lot of focus. So I spent a lot of time not only with continuing medical education in diabetes, but going to conferences and webinars, et cetera, and really focusing that practice. Initially, in my private practice, I limited all you know, new patients to diabetes only. And obviously, when I started the, the Diabetes Care Center for the hospital, um, it was a diabetes-only clinic. I was able to really focus, once again, my practice. And then I thought it was necessary to get the credentials to prove my legitimacy being an internist practicing diabetology. So initially, I got my sort of PDEA, Certified Diabetes Educator. Because I was working with nurses and dietitians and pharmacists that had their CD, and so I did the same. And then, like you mentioned, I, I became board certified in advanced diabetes management, which is also a credential. It's a multidisciplinary credential that the American Association of Diabetes Educators um, does. And then subsequently became a certified diabetes technology clinician, and that's a credential related to the technology surrounding diabetes. So insulin pumps, continuous glucose monitors, meters, all those types of things, and then interestingly moved into this diabetes software 
um, that we'll talk about. And then the other important thing, I think, was just to get out there, meaning I spent a lot of time working with the American Diabetes Association, subsequently with the American Association of Diabetes Educators. I sat on a few national committees for the ADA, and on the credentialing body at the AADE that actually writes the BCA exam, exam now. Started doing consulting work a lot with pharma and other industry and leaving clinical practice was in the back of my mind. And when Glytech came to me, he asked me if I was interested in this position. I just couldn't say no. I just felt it was you know, the perfect timing. You know, once again, 20 years in clinical practice, um, I was ready to take another challenge and do something different. And it's been a fascinating, exciting year with Glytech as their chief medical officer. I think absolutely incredible. Just to summarize for those physician entrepreneurs listening, I think you brought up some really great points in terms of becoming super specialized expert. I think a lot of you know entrepreneurial organizations are looking for that. You know, getting recognition on the national scale, really getting yourself out there. I think those are really great points, Andy, in terms of building that personal brand to get an opportunity to join you know a, a company like Glytech and, and become their chief medical officer. Kind of transitioning into the idea to venture, love to learn more about the big vision and mission behind Glytech, some of your incredible work. You know, Glytech's big, you know, it's basically to help people with diabetes. I mean, I still get up every morning to help people with diabetes. You know, that's still what drives me in that passion. And like I say, now instead of helping one patient at a time, we're literally helping hundreds of thousands of patients at a time. At Glytech, what we do is we write software and put systems in place in order to help dose insulin and to work with hospitals and large health systems and even in the outpatient of, of how they can work to improve glycemic control for patients. Once again, from the ICU the whole way to the outpatient setting and improve that glycemic control across the continuum. Why? So better outcomes. I mean, that's what it's all about, improve you know, decrease lines of stay and admissions and infection, you know, surgical site infections, et cetera, et cetera. I mean, what we're really trying to do is get these people better controlled so they have better outcomes. You know, in the outpatient world, obviously, we all know better glycemic control decreases cost, prevents patients, hyperglycemia prevention. You know, at the end of the day, quality of life for the patient. So that's really what we're all about. And I think that's what still what drives me every day is getting up to help people with diabetes. I love the passion. I think it's incredible. And, you know, just to throw some numbers out, you know, like you're saying, it, it's really all about the outcomes. 86%, you know, using your approach, less hypoglycemia, 46% less hyperglycemia, 31% fewer hospital readmissions. You guys are decreasing hemoglobin A1C by 2.6% in three months. I'm throwing out a lot of numbers, but I'd love to hear kind of, you know, your approach. Can you go into a little bit more detail? Can you talk about, you know, how some of your systems work, you know, how you're able to use the whole platform to really drive down some of these numbers and improve the overall quality of life for the patient? Yeah, so on the inpatient setting, you know, we have a cloud-based system that uh, is algorithm for both IV insulin dosing adjustments as well as the transition from IV to sub-Q insulin and then subsequently uh, basal bolus subcutaneous insulin therapy algorithms. And really what our system works through physician-ordered and nursing-driven. The physician will order a basically a starting dose and a glucose target. Those parameters are put in the system, and, and we are... Uh, integrated right into all the big electronic records. We work with Sorian and Meditech and Epic, Cerner, 
all scripts, all the biggies. And basically, the nurse puts the glucose into the, the system and it tells them how much insulin to give. It's, it's literally that easy of a system. And once again, it's uh, integrated right into their electronic records so they're, they're not having to, to do too much in order uh, to access the software. And then it helps to transition the patient into the outpatient world. Uh, it'll give some considerations as to what kind of, based on how they respond to the insulin in the hospital, what doses may be beneficial to send them home on as an outpatient. And then obviously in the outpatient world, physicians struggle with dosing insulin. It's very difficult. That's why I had a clinic serving the, you know, nine counties of Southwest Virginia and uh, was very busy. It, it, you know, really specialized in dosing insulin for folks that were struggling. You know, with their outpatient software, the dose adjustments aren't on an hourly basis like in the IV product or on a daily basis like on our inpatient sub-Q, but it may adjust every 3, 7, 14, or 28 days based on how well the patient is doing. We're currently integrated with blood glucose meters. Simply we're working right now with healthcare that has a cellular chip so that as soon as the patient checks their blood glucose, it goes into the cloud and is brought right into our software. And once again, the healthcare provider, it's still healthcare provider driven asking for a dosing recommendation, and it's going to say, hey, I would switch our insulin doses to ABC or XYZ and then communicate that to the patient. Now, if it's a system approach, especially in the hospital, we call it our eglycemic management system. We spend a lot of time doing clinical assessments at the hospital to help them with their overall glycemic health initiative across their typically large health systems that we're working with. Most health systems we're working with, I'd say average in the, you know, three to 10 hospitals, and so we're helping to get a system in place across their, their whole health system. We'll advise them to start a glycemic management committee. We work with their pharmacists, their nurses, their providers, um, both doctors and advanced practice providers, as well as we talk to the, the lab about their finger stick technology. We talk to the uh, dietitians about the delivery of meal trays, etc., in order to coordinate the care of the people with diabetes. So we go beyond just the software and try to add our clinical expertise uh, with our nurses and our uh, vice president of um, clinical practice, um, who's uh, Dr. Melanie Mabry, a nurse practitioner who's practiced for years, still does, um, myself, and, and we work together to really work with these systems to help their people with diabetes really incredible. It seems like you have a team approach with, you know, technology analytics that really kind of drives better control. Can you talk maybe about health system looking to integrate or take on a system like yours? What would be maybe some of the lessons learned that from a system level that have really benefited, you know, not just the system, but some of the patients? What's the biggest lesson learned in terms of, you know, Glytech and really driving down better control? You know, the biggest lesson learned is, uh, to me is that inpatient glycemic control is important, but the clinical inertia and resistance to practice change with providers can be difficult. That's, that's a lot of times the biggest hurdle. And so, therefore, bringing these people in a room together and really getting them involved with the order set development and on these glycemic steering committees and finding physician and nursing champions in each of the facilities to help drive this change because it is a practice change. You know, we're so used to the famous sliding scale in hospitals where we're reacting to hyperglycemia instead of preventing it, that this, the practice change is what's difficult. And that's where we have to really work with 
hospitals and get their providers and engage them as well as the nursing staff to, and pharmacy to work together to solve this problem. And that's why doing this across the country in multiple systems, that's what we've gotten good at. And then after implementation is, is staying engaged, meeting with the uh, glycemic steering committees regularly, showing them on their glucometric data as to their hyper and hypoglycemia rate uh, in different systems, their IV versus sub-Q, et cetera, and to work with everybody and to, once again, bring that team together to make it successful because you can't do it alone. And so, therefore, it has to be a team-based or interdisciplinary approach. That's some really great insights, Andy. So, I want to shift to our Final section, not our typical hospital rounds. These are business rounds. Andy, what is the best advice that you've ever been given? That's come from my dad. Once again, always been my mentor, and that is think to pursue your passion. That's how you're successful. You find what you're passionate about. Pursue that. That's how you become successful. Don't ever work with a goal to make money. You work with the goal. Produce the best product or provide the best of the service that you can. And if you do this, you're going to be successful, not only financially, but also personally. And then obviously, you know, for me, it's uh, work hard and play hard. It can't be all business all the time. I love that, Andy. I also am all about the work hard, play hard, good life philosophy. Kind of sticking with that, do you have any successful daily habits that you want to share? I think exercise is one. It was interesting when I was in private practice. I was always an afternoon exerciser. And what, what I mean was I would leave the clinic after literally being with people all day. You know, when you run an internal medicine or a diabetes practice, it's room to room to room. Every 15 minutes, you see 20 or 30 people, and you're interacting with people all day. And it was my getaway time. So I'd put my headphones in or even listen to music or books on tape and head out for a run. And, and now it's more because I'm on phone calls and interacting with people but in a different way. And now it's my you know, time where, you know, I'll just to get away, but my mind's still working and I can come up with some of my best ideas, you know, after my exercise. And I think just, you know, a fit body and a fit mind are so important. You know, beyond that, I'm very much a fast master and I think organization and lift and stay on top of things, prioritize are so important. Um, I find that if you get behind, you need help. So if at the end of the day, if I've not been able to finish my daily task and all of a sudden you start adding up, that's the time when you need to make sure that uh, you get some help. I remember in private practice, I couldn't finish all my charts by the end of the day, or at least by the end of the week, it's time that I needed to get help. Think to make sure that you're doing that and stay on top of things is it's so good and it's so important. And the other one is you've got to surround yourself with great people. You know, I'll never forget reading Good to Great as the group with our Diabetes Care Center and making sure that you surround yourself with great people is another great way to stay successful. Love it. All about getting the right people on the bus. Right. And in the right seat. <laughs> in the right seat. That's right. In shifting back to healthcare trends, I know you're in the uh, the diabetes world, but what are you most excited about, not only in the diabetes space, but in healthcare in general? And where do you see the future of healthcare going? What excites me is population health. I think it's going to be so exciting to move forward in that venture. Once again, it's kind of what I said earlier. I don't help one patient at a time now. I help thousands or hundreds. And I think the individual doc is going to feel that way. The problem is the docs don't really know how to do this. You know, we're taught to walk in the room, you take care of a patient, you leave, you go in the next room, take care of the next patient. So there's got to be some education and team. Once again, we're going back to the team. It's a team-based approach in order to provide 
that population health management. You know, the, the successful office in the future has the empty waiting room, right? Instead, you're, you're engaging patients before they need your help. It's not this fee-for-service uh, fee volume-based that you're handling things in a different way. And I think that that's going to be so important. The education, putting new processes in place is absolutely essential. And that leads to this whole value quality-based payment system that I think is so exciting. I remember it was probably, it's close to a decade ago, I asked to be paid based on quality and value as opposed to volume. And and they just looked at me like I was crazy. I I guess I was ahead of my time, (laughs) maybe, I, I think. You know, but I think all docs understand right now is this volume, volume, volume. Once again, the future is you're not running from room to room to room. You're managing things in a much different way. And I think that is very, very exciting. And I think to do all this properly, we have to have decision support tools in place. And, and that may be part of the key to success. And then the other interesting thing, so I know this is a lot, but, you know, the population health, the value of base payment, et cetera. But the other thing is there's so much data we now have available. It's just flooding in at us. And how do we leverage all this data? It's no different than all these great glucose meters out there. You're getting all this glucose data, but are you leveraging that data? And that's where oh, I'm excited with Vitech because we actually take this actionable data and make it actionable. We, we make an insulin dose change based on it. And that's what's exciting is actually leveraging all this massive amount of data that we're collecting with these EHRs and other systems and, and all these cloud-based systems. So I think that's it exciting thing that's getting right to happen with healthcare as well as leveraging this data. Dr. Andy Reinhardt, it was an absolute honor and privilege having you on the Modern MD. Really excited about your work at Glytech Systems. I think you guys are doing some incredible work to take care of patients with diabetes. Excited for your continued entrepreneurial adventure. Hey, Greg, I can't thank you enough for having me. This was a lot of fun. I enjoyed going, you know, preparing, and I enjoyed listening to some of your uh, podcasts uh, as I prepare as well. And now I'm going to start listening on a regular basis. Now I have something else to listen to while I exercise. Love it. Thanks so much for the support. Appreciate it. Thank you so much for joining me today on The Modern MD. Head to themodernmd.com to get links and recaps of every show and so much more. Dose up and like The Modern MD Facebook page.